the global co-working and conference community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of co-working since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Hey, guys, I have Laura Kozalukas. Kozaluka. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't think you should edit this. Kozaluzik. I'm not going to. You know, Kozaluzik. Liz, Kozaluzik. Kozaluzik. Oh my gosh. Liz, or you could just say Laura K. I know everyone does, but it is like, I'm trying to be proper here on the Juicy Podcast. I think people think my last name is K-A-Y, like Mary Kay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, everybody. So we're so excited to be talking with Laura Kay this morning. And I can tell you can't see this, but oh my gosh, she has got blue skies and the ocean behind her because she is in beautiful Miami today. And Laura Kay, how the hell are you? Not your business, you personally. I'm fantastic. Loving it. I mean, if this is, if, like you said, this view is any indication, I am, um, I'm loving Miami. I, you know, originally spent most of my time in New York City. So this is, you know, I guess like most of the world, <laughs> a lot of us have made Miami their home. And my mornings usually start with like a bike ride and watching the sunset from the beach. And so anyway, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that I actually work here and I have a business here because it's, it's like the best balance of both worlds mm-hmm. in terms of fun and activities. And my son is here. He's going to school at University of Miami. So that's fantastic. So that's like every mother's dream is that he went away mm-hmm. to school, but I, I went away to the same city. So it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. My best friend's um, daughter went to the University of Miami and then they moved there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's no, it's great. I think it's, I think I feel even more grateful coming out of, you know, a rough few years with COVID mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. having such a great year now. So it's good. Yeah. So let's Summer. talk about that. So, sure. gotta, so you're great. You are living in the dream in sunny Florida. How is business? Cause yeah, COVID sucked. Yeah, no, business was, business is great. I, you know, I knew that this year was going to be an important year coming out of COVID because, you know, one of the things we did to get through COVID was to work with each one of our clients and help them out, work out, you know, Mm -hmm. situations for them. And, you know, we also were able to get support from our owners and it was just one big puzzle piece of trying to, you know, fill the gap and, you know, take care of our clients, make sure that we're taken care of. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone's like, okay, COVID's over, you know, and expectations on ownership side was okay, back to business as normal. Mm. So, so then it was a matter of working again with our clients to get them back to where we needed them to be, to be able to, you know, run a sustainable, profitable company. And so we're really hyper-focused on that. And it's worked out great. Like we, you know, we've been able to transition clients into the right programs and offices and get our, you know, get our numbers where they need to be. And, you know, I think the other thing, Liz, is like, you know, I've always, you know, I've been doing this for 32 years and, you know, I've been through so many ups and downs and, you know, I've, you know, you have your battle scars from recessions and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think after going through COVID, I was like, God, if this hasn't taken us out, <laughs> nothing will. So I think I, I kind of like a phoenix, like arise from the from the mm-hmm. um, pandemic. And we just kind of went on a tear in terms of growth and expansion this year. And um, so that's been really exciting too. So we this has been a big year for us, not just in terms of really, you know, getting our business back on track and 
you know, being even more profitable, but also just growing the business and, you know, taking advantage of a lot of mm-hmm. opportunities. So it's been, a, it's been fun for as hard as COVID was, this has been that much more fun. I love so. it. I love it. And I want to get to that growth, but first I want to just go sure. back and drill down on what do you think is the secret to your resiliency? Practice. <laughs> practice. You know, it's funny. I spoke at like an industry thing in New York and they're like, uh, you know, they asked me to speak about disasters. And I said, why am I getting it? I'm like the most positive person. I don't really want to talk about disasters. But I, and then I realized I was like, I've been through a lot, like in terms of, you know, when you've been through a bunch of recessions, you know, you know, hurricanes, super, you know, super storm Sandy, mm-hmm. 9-11, you know, and such. It's, yeah. um, you learn, you just learn, you know, and you, you, I guess it's like anything, it's like a muscle, like the more, you know, every business has its ups and downs, every industry has its ups and downs, everything always kind of comes back to equilibrium, you know, it's not always going up. And you, I think if you just know that, that that's part of life, that's part of, especially if you're an entrepreneur, and you roll with it, you know, when times mm-hmm. are good, like I'm sitting here saying, God, you know, I'm pinch me because things are going great now. You know, we could have a recession next year and it could get tough again. And, you know, it, it's just the way it is. And you just, you know, you do your best to prepare for it. And, you know, I think the other thing too is like, we, no matter how hard things get when they get tough, it's like somehow you still try to have to have fun going through the process as hard as it is and not take everything so seriously and know that it's not going to last forever. So, so it's okay. So one thing I want to go back to on that, cause I start sure. note is so the recession, I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening because I've talked with an economist a lot about it. And I do think, you know, are, are we struggling? Is there tons of inflation? Yes. I don't think a recession is happening, but what do you as a business owner, what can you do to prepare for a maybe recession? That's a great question. So and to your point, I, I, you know, I think we're living in such crazy times and I love when everyone has such definitive, you know, like the, this is happening. This is not, yeah, happening. Yeah, none yeah. Of us, none of, it's so funny. I crack up when I hear that. Cause it's like, I don't think, you know, I've been doing this for so many years and I don't think I've ever been more confused in terms of what's coming down the, what's coming down the pipe, but I, you know, I'm with you. I don't think it, I think it's going to be market to market. And I think it's going to, I mm. think we're going to feel it in all different ways in, in different markets across the country. So, you know, it's almost like you, 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 you sort of have to take a more, you know, look at it in terms of the micro view, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. We don't, we don't know to what extent, but in our business, what I've found is that, you know, it's interesting. I was preparing for the recession when, before the pandemic came, mm. I didn't expect a pandemic. I was, I was, I felt like I get this feeling in my gut mm-hmm. when things get really frothy, that it's time for things to come down. And I just get very cautious in terms of deals that I'm making and such. So, you know, for, for anyone out there, I would just say, just make sure your business is really solid, you know, like make sure the fundamentals are right. You don't mm. want to go into a tough time struggling, you know? So yeah. um, I think that's what helped us get through COVID is that we were, you know, we had a good, solid business, good, solid margins great, you know, long-term clients, great relationships with owners. You know, we had a, a nice mix of term, you know, with, with our, with our mm. clients in terms of, you know, there was some short terms, a lot were longer term, which helps, right? The other thing too, is like, I think now is the time to be cautious in terms of your expansion, you know, and make more than ever, make, just make good business deals. You know, if you, if you're not quite sure, maybe a management contract or JV is a better option than a long-term, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 12 year lease, you know, I think operate as if, right. Like it could happen, but don't let it paralyze you. 
Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. And then how many locations are you up to now? I mean, you have just been growing like crazy. Yeah. We've had, like I said, it's been fun. We, we expanded, we expanded, um, make sure I get this right. We've expanded two locations. We've opened one this year and we're building out two more that'll come online next year. And we're in the process of signing one next week. Amazing. So what's the total? And then I'm, t- and then I'm taking a break through the holidays. <laughs> you better. <laughs> So that'll put us, that'll put us at 13. Amazing. And Which of course you... I told everybody we can't stay at 13 because it's an unlucky number. So you got to get, absolutely. On. You got to get more. <laughs> so are they, where, where are they all located? Like, is it so, Florida and New York? Yeah. So majority of them are, are in South Florida. We have, um, the larger mix of that is in the Miami area, but mm-hmm. we have locations all the way up to West Palm and then also one in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And we also have one in New York City at Wall Street. Interesting. So are you going to fill in between New York and Florida at some point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of the things I've learned in doing this for so many years is that, um, and I, you know, I was part of larger groups where I was, you know, running the whole East Coast and I was, you mm-hmm. know, I'd work my way down the whole coast and up the coast and then inland. And then, then I owned a company where we had literally like one location in every major city. And I was on a plane constantly, which was, you know, just not the best quality of life. And this time around with Quest, I said, I, I really want to focus on just, you know, concentrated markets and do it really, really well. And, yep. you know, for me, such a natural fit was, you know, New York's always been my home. It's been my backyard. And I think I've I think I've run a location in almost every single building in New York at some point or another. So <laughs> I love New York. New York is a great market. I just think New York is a, it's a tricky market right now with everything going on. And we, that's a whole nother long conversation. And Florida, when I started West, it, we had an opportunity to open one of our formal locations, take over one of our formal locations. And then from there, it just grew. And I, I love the Florida market. It was just really easy to do business here compared to New York City. And it's fantastic. So to answer your question, I see us growing Northeast Miami and possibly we may pick one or two other markets in the middle, but only mm-hmm. if it, only if we could do it at scale, because I don't think yeah. it makes sense for us to do you know, one in each city. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you're covering up an area. Like I always think like one of the biggest mistakes operators make is is not covering up their city before they leave. Because like, if you still have an opportunity in your own city, why would you leave? It just makes you know it what? so exponentially yeah. harder. You know what? It, you're absolutely right. The thing is, you can do it. I've done it. It's just yeah. like you said, it's, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why people say, oh, why, why Florida? Why'd you, why'd you keep growing in Florida? Well, because like you said, it's, what happens is, you know, we do a deal in Florida. We, you know, the brokers that we work with on the, on the agency side, they, mm-hmm. they like working with us. So then they bring us another deal in another building. And, you know, and then we have owners that, you know, they've seen what we've done and they want to keep doing it with us. So then they've come to, so all of our growth in Florida, like I haven't gone out looking for any of it. It's all come mm. to us. So, so, and when you do your, you know, when you have a good reputation in a marketplace, the deals come. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a lot easier. And so I love that. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it just, it, and the other, you know, that's on the deal side and then on the operation side, you know, of course, like, you know, you've got the benefit of being able to pull your teams together more often and fair staffing and resources. And, you know, it just, there's so many benefits to it. So I agree. And it's, um, and, um, and you, my dear, are the epitome of attraction, not promotion. Like just run a really great business, have a really good reputation and deals will absolutely come to you. 
Yeah, I say we're the, it's funny. We, we, I mean, and, and this isn't a good thing. It's actually a bad thing. We could do a much better job of telling the world what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. But it's like, we're, we're so silent on it. And it's just sort of like the, the work speaks for itself. Yeah. And, well, and, 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 you know, and it's, I guess that's a better way long-term, you know, but. Well, and that's part of the reason I was so excited to get you on the podcast, because you are just another one of those like quiet, humble, yet growing and kicking ass businesses that I want other people to know about, especially also because you're a female and there just aren't that many women taking on leadership roles in co-working and real estate because they're harder to get for women. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see more female founders in our industry. There was a, you know, it, I had, I was receiving an award up in West Palm, like an entrepreneurial award. It was a, like one of the female organizations, like chamber events or something. And one of the, that's one of the things I said is that it's, I think we're probably one of the largest female owned, you know, flex space, co-working space, mm-hmm. you know, operators in the U S and I said that, and, and not, not to toot our horn, but like, mm-hmm. you know, at 14 locations, that's not, you know, that's not saying that much, you know? So I, I would yeah. love to see, I would love to see more, like I said, more, more female founders and, and mm-hmm. CEOs, you know, and, and here's the thing. It's like, it doesn't even matter. Like for me, when I started quest, you know, at that point in my career, Liz, it wasn't about like, I didn't have anything to, to prove. There wasn't a lot of ego involved. You know, I, I'd been part of those, you know, high flying organizations that were mm-hmm. doubling in size, you know, every you know, every six months and keeping up with it. And I've been on the, on on the M&A side, both, both ends being the acquirer, being acquired. And for me, it was, you know, I, I chose this path in terms of how we were starting the company, growing the company. And so, you know, the fact that we're at the size that we are was, was a choice. Like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I I feel fortunate that I, if I chose to grow larger scale grower, Mm -hmm. grow faster, I could, but I, I like this size boutique company where I can Mm -hmm. be involved and, you know, just make really smart deals and run the company really well. And I think that's one of the things I've definitely noticed about you is you make really smart decisions. You keep to the script, right? You don't deviate, you know, the script and you freaking keep to it. And I think that's a huge part of your success. So one of the things I'm curious about, because, you know, I'm opinionated about this co-working and flex thing. So to me, co-working is a space where people um, value and produce community. And flex is just a term that the real estate industry came up with to explain flexible workspace. And I feel like your centers are a little bit on the business center side, but I feel like you guys get community. So where are you on the spectrum? It doesn't even matter what we call ourselves. <laughs> I love it. I like that you refer to it as a spectrum. And then there's like, what's the label, right? That's so funny. So I, I'm, you know, I'm fluid. <laughs> and what I mean, I guess what I mean by that just in life in general, and even in terms of the business is that I don't, I, I don't get hung up on what the words are, and what everyone calls themselves, quite frankly, because, you know, after doing this for three decades, I mean, some of the names and what our industry was called back in the day was so crazy and so uh-huh. bad, executive suites and business all the like, center. oh, terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. So, 
you know, and then even now when they, when people say, you know, oh, space is a service, I was like, it, it kind of cracks me up because from the day I went into this business in the early nineties, mm-hmm. for me, it was service. It was always service because yeah. you know, my, yeah. my background, my background was hospitality. Like I, I, that's all I know is how I knew hospitality mm-hmm. before I knew real estate. And so for me, like just to kind of like a blanket kind of statement with all that is that no matter what, like what we offer is hospitality and service. And, you know, that's one thing that's never changed. In my opinion, for what mm-hmm. I've done and and where I've worked, even if the company didn't, you know, define it as such, you know, mm-hmm. some of the larger companies that I worked for, what I always wanted, what I always loved about this business was creating, like, you know, now we call, we call it community, right? Mm-hmm. It was always creating those great spaces where people felt like they belonged. And yeah. it was, you know, it, like my tagline for my old company was before they even started calling this was like, work happy. Like it was about mm-hmm. coming and having a great experience and connecting. And so, so that to me is like, that's in my DNA. I don't, I don't know if, you know, if someone said, oh, it's not about service, I couldn't not have it be about service. So, and then as far as the term co-working, versus flex. So, you know, the problem is, Liz, everyone has different definitions for all this, right? right. So, you know, it's almost like when people say, what, what is it? Well, what is your definition of it? So right. for us, like to me, co-working is, you know, people coming together and working together and what you do with that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about in terms of creating the community. So, and that's the bet. This is why I've done this for 30 something years is like, that is the most fun part of this thing, right? Is when you totally. get people connecting and, yes. you know, and, and all that magic that happens when your team is supporting them and then they're supporting one another and they're working together. It's like, it, there's nothing like it. You know, it's, it's incredible. So totally. we, that's, I, same thing. Like, I don't know how not to do that. Like, that's a big part of what we do. And then as far as the flex piece, you know, I will say that, you know, used to be back in the day, there was different drivers that brought people into these spaces. And a lot of it was, you know, the technology support because technology was so mm-hmm. expensive. Now it's, it's the flexibility component of it. And mm-hmm. for our business, I think that for a company to be able to scale up, scale down, you know, give back space when they don't need it, you know, um, come to market really quick within like, you know, days and hit the ground running. Those, those things, it, that's a necessity for every business right now. Cause no company, I don't care who you are, even if you had a crystal ball, you can't, you have no idea where you're going to be a year, two years, three years from now, especially with the way people are working or not working from the office today. Right. So every Everyone's still mm-hmm. figuring this out. So being able to be flexible and having choice, like our tagline is freedom to work the way you want, that, you know, in ter- the flexibility in terms of how you choose to work and the terms that a company signs with us, I think is going to, that is going to be, the, that's the biggest driver. Mm-hmm. And I know every, a lot of people like to say it's the community piece of it. Mm-hmm. I think what, when people actually make the, the business decision to come into one of our spaces, whether they call themselves co-working, flex, mm-hmm. any, any one of the, any one of the definitions, I think they, they come because it's flexible and because it, of the, the flexibility, the kind of plug and play, all those efficiencies. I think what keeps them there is the community. Hey, 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 have you heard? Juicy is heading to Chicago. Yep, April 2023. We are going to be in the beautiful city of Chicago. You should get your tickets now on gcuc.co or the other thing you can do is join membership and then you'll get a discount on those Juicy tickets and ridiculous benefits for you and your team. So remember, go to Juicy for your tickets to Chicago and to join membership. Ciao. 
yeah. experience. Totally. Totally. And it's so interesting too. I don't know if you saw the megatrends piece that I put out. I think it was yesterday. No, it was Tuesday. Um, but in there, I say that, you know, I'm betting big on the hospitality industry more so than the real estate industry when it comes to co-working. So brands like Accor and Lifetime who already understand hospitality and are now getting into co-working. And part of my frustration with Flex is just there, it, it makes for confusion and it also screws up a lot of numbers because whenever anybody's like, there's 30,000, I'm like, based on what, what's your, what are your definitions? So like, it just, I can't get a real number anymore because of flex. And also I like to caution people that it's a horrible term to use for SEO. It's a solid zero. Now, will that change over time? Probably just due to sheer numbers, but right now it, it does nothing for you. So that's, yeah, I can see how that's frustrating. I can see how that would be frustrating to try to get, because it it is tough. Like we don't have, um, you know, I came from, like I said, the, the, the hospitality sector. Mm -hmm. And when I first went into this industry, I was literally pulling my hair out going, what did I do? Like, what a whack this I'm talking, you know, decades ago, Mm -hmm. where nobody even knew what it was, at least now you've got, you've got sort of an institutional approach to this, where, you know, people are trying to get the the data and the, and trying to understand it and the segmentation and all that. And, but I still, you know, here's what's interesting. I, I, you know, I could see it like, like from your end, like you're saying, it's frustrating. I think it's really interesting from my end as an operator, Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's, you know, just like in the, the hotel industry and hospitality, there's, there's, you know, all different types of hotels for different things and different reasons. And, and that's still going through a bunch Mm -hmm. of changes and being disrupted between, Mm-hmm. you know, the Airbnbs and the sharing economy and yeah. so on and so forth. So I feel like, you know, it's not, I think it's going to get more muddy before it gets more clear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's necess- not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you know, it is for, if you're trying to label it something, because <laughs> I think it's just going to keep going like this, you know, crazy list, but you know, I, and I think it's all okay. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah, it's all good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that's great and important is that this industry attracts people just like you who are lit up by being of service. And I think that's why I keep staying in it is because it attracts people that I want to be around. And the people that we want to be around are people that other people want to be around for a reason because we have this service mindset. And we're those rare people who know how to build community because it's not easy. So one of my other questions, totally off script as per usual, is you have 14 locations. So please tell us, how do you build a consistent community across 14 locations? Or do you? Well, number one, I think it's really important that you build consistency and you've you've got good processes. You know what I'm saying? Because I think think everybody, there's a certain comfort with having expectations, right? So so there, there needs to be a certain amount of just, you know, process. Right. And so we, so you say, how do you do it? You, you have a great, like great, like team members. And I have a great leadership team that are experts in this, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. and that, by the way, that's, that's not me. Right. So I'm the one that's always breaking the rules. <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then I have, and then I have, and then I, and, and you have to kind of know what your strengths are. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm the one always trying to figure out how to break the rules and bust through to, you know, create something new and cool. But that, you know, I have, um, for example, like Nancy, my COOs work, we've worked together for, you know, 20 something years and she is wired that way. She's, she's an expert at, she's very, you know, and we joke like she's the black and white and I'm the gray in the middle. And, you know, so you have to, ha- you have to know 
you know, as a leader, you know, what are your strengths and then surround yourself with other people that have strengths in other areas and it's a great you know, point. really, and, tr- and trust them, you know, trust, you know, um, and she disagrees with me a lot and she'll say, I'm, you know, and I'll say, okay, I'm fine. I defer to you and vice versa. But um, so, so, and then the other thing is, this is, I, I don't know if everybody, um, one of the things I've just learned for many, 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 many years of doing this is that, and I'm talking about like when I had hundreds of locations and I'd only pop in once a year and sort of get mm-hmm. the vibe of the space is that I don't care what you set as your culture and what you set as what you want your culture to be as mm-hmm. a company, your locations take on the energy and the the attitude of the local management and the local team, period. So, you know, it's it's really, really that that hiring at that, you know, at, at the center manager or whatever you want to call it level is so critical to keeping that. So, and if the funny thing is, is that we hire very similar people in terms of just, you know, they're, 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 they're all so caring and passionate, they have great energy and they're so much fun and they're, but they're super professional and they're on top of everything. And when you have that, like you, you will have consistency from location to location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's really our secret. That you know, and then fantastic, and the same vibe. I would agree. I would agree that the secret is hiring the right people and consistency. Okay, so I know you're super active with your physical health. I know you ride your bike, you get on the Wave Runner, you do all the things. What are you doing for your mental health? So, but well, first off, that does help my mental health because I feel like when I'm out in nature, yeah. Um, you know, me and nature is like, even when we were going through COVID, like a lot of long hikes, you know, thinking about, okay, how I am I going to get every through day this? Right. Isn't it, it true? I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys start doing it again. It's so critical, right? Get out there, Liz. <laughs> no, but I mean, I find that when I'm, when I'm doing something physical and not just necessarily on a treadmill, but out in nature, whether it be on the water or at the beach and a mountain, you know, beautiful hike or something, it just, it, it's a lot of, um, it's calming and it brings clarity to me. So like, if I don't know like a direction I want to go at something, I usually get answers that way. Same. Yeah, the other, yeah. the other thing is like, I don't, when I have an issue, like something comes up and I've got to, you know, like we all have, you know, when I say I have an issue, like me, anything, you've got to work through a problem. Like I love to attack it. Like I, if I just want to get it resolved and done and cleared. And I think, you know, I think it's because I'm also like a fixer. Everyone says, oh, you love to solve problems and fix things. Sometimes that's not going to be the exact same. I do too. I'm the exact same. Yeah, I'm the exact same. But I have learned one of the things I do is I am huge on the pause. I am huge on the pause. I will sit with it for a long time and think about it. I I really stay away from doing things fast, especially Impulsive, if I'm yeah. irritated. Man, right. I sit back. I yeah. sit way. That's back. good. That's I'm I'm working on that. <laughs> but one of one of the things that um, but like if it's something that you've got to deal with, like and it's not pleasant, I'd rather just get it done, cleared up, and then it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fester. Yeah, you know, and and that that's really really helpful for me too. And um, I know, and also I think. You know, just I think in your personal life, you per- to me, your personal life and your business life are all the same thing. Like it's all intertwined, right? Like your life is your life. And if you have a, a, a positive personal life, right? You're not surrounded by toxic situations, people, stuff like that. It helps you kind of bring your best self to your business life. So I think, I think that's really important too. Like making yeah. sure that you, you're in a, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, it's not, you know, life is not always 
you know, cherries, but you want to, you want to make sure you're in a happy place as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So I feel like you have a lot of superpowers. So I'm going to just go with what are your top two superpowers? It's funny. I asked Kathy, my partner, that because I, 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 I said, hmm, Liz wants to know my superpower. What do you think? And she's just, she said, just being you, good or bad. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if I like that answer. <laughs> what do you mean by that? She's like, you're just you. You know who you are. Like, you know mm. who you are. And you don't, you don't, you're not apologetic about it. Meaning like, you know, for good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. You're super direct. You don't hold back. You're, you know, honest, you know, to a fault at times. I, I don't, um, I only say what I mean, good or bad. And I Mm -hmm. think people know where they, where they stand with me always. I, you know, and I was like, that's funny. And the, the other thing I was thinking about this, I think, you know, I think you sort of, you need to, when I say you got to know who you are is like, what you know, for me, there's a certain level of integrity in terms of, you know, what I do, how I do it, how I treat people. And I just won't, I will not waver from that period. Right. It's like, I want to, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't always do the right thing, but I really try to do the right thing. And, um, I think I, I learned that I used to own a restaurant years ago when I was like Mm. in my twenties and I, I felt like I was, like I, I was, it didn't feel genuine in terms of some of the situations and I had partners and all sorts of stuff. And I just, I, you know, if you can't like look at yourself in the mirror every day and say like, gosh, you know what, uh, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm, I feel really good about it. And I feel mm-hmm. good about what, you know, what we're doing um, and how we're treating people and it makes you feel good and proud. Then, you know, you got to shift something. And yeah. I think that is that, that's what I think what, what powers me, you know, mm-hmm. and and then once you kind of know that, then everything kind of just falls into line and people can choose to be part of it or not be part of it. And they know what they're getting. They're, they know what they're joining, so to speak. And mm-hmm. then you've got a lot of people and then it, then it's sort of like it becomes exponential and that's when you can really create great things, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when I think about you and your superpower, I think it's just positive energy. You just exude positive energy. Like you're smiling, you're laughing, like you're just in- infectiously positive. And I love that about you. Someone said effervescent. And I was like, that's funny. It sounds like a champagne. <laughs> but, you know, it's, no, it's true though. I think having fun is like, I am silly. I'm so silly and I don't take mm-hmm. anything too seriously. And I think, you know, just having fun and enjoying the journey, like that yeah. was the reason I came up with the name quest. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that, that really was, that was the main, you know, it's like, and it's really about like, okay. It's, it's about the journey, you know, and if you're not yeah. enjoying the journey, then yeah, what are you doing? Bother? Yeah, exactly. stop it. If this is yeah. not fun and lights you up, then you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And there's, believe me, there's days where like at work where we're all kind of like just trying to pound through things and we're crazy and we're, you know, we're busy. And sometimes I'm trying to do this now and take a step back and be like, okay, guys, like this doesn't seem like we're having fun. Like everybody breathe. Let's have it like, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it's good. It's really, really important. So and yeah, I have I'll a lot never, of fun people. I'll never forget one time I um li- I used to live next to an ER doctor and I saw her in the driveway and I um said she was like how are you doing I was like oh it was a bad day and I was in sales at the time and I don't know I'd lost a deal or something and I was like how are you lost a person she had lost a 16 year old <laughs> to a drug overdose See? and she was super tore up and I was like 
wow, my problems are literally nothing. Exactly. Our worst day, in my opinion, in terms of what we do, because I think it's the best industry. I feel like I have the best job. Like it's like, you mm-hmm. know, think about it. we work in such incredible environments, right? Everyone's trying mm-hmm. to create and build. And like our worst day is like you said, it's like most people's, you know, regular day. Right. Yeah. And um, so you're right. That's that's really good point, Liz. Yeah. So anyway, Laura, that was like the fastest 30 minutes ever. (laughs) Oh, wait, what do you mean? Are we done? Are we done? We're done. We're done. People have very (laughs) tiny, very tiny attention. Yeah, I know. So we got to we got to play to the people. So you and I, you and I could still speak. Yeah, I'm probably going to see you down in Miami soon. Great. Yes. And you'll be in Chicago at Juicy. So, you know, we'll see you all over the place. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody, we will see you back next time. Don't forget to follow us and like us. And if you're in Florida, you better get yourself to a quest. Take care, y'all. And we'll see you on the next Juicy podcast. Mm -hmm.